Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and let's get started. All right, we're back with legendary uh, golfing teacher, inventor, uh, professional, and uh, writer, among other things, Gary Wyron, and uh, such an honor to have him share one more time with us. He's known essentially every major golf pro for the last, uh, uh, you know, since, you know, the 50s or 40s or whatever. And uh, uh, Gary has been up close and personal with people in the business world, on the golf course, and had he's dealt with these things himself, had to work through it and, be, it turned, and become successful, but also he's been behind the scenes with people who are out there in the the world of competition on the golf course and off the golf course and he knows he can speak to mental toughness he can speak to self-coaching like nobody else and so i i really it twisted gary's arm to come back and share with us one more time about mental toughness and uh what it takes, what he's learned about that, what he teaches about that, what he counsels about that, and what he says to himself when he gets in those toughest of times in life. So welcome back, Gary. Thanks for uh, giving us a few more minutes. Larry, it's always good to talk with you because we're trying to help other people to improve their lives with some information that may give them some inspiration. And I know you've got uh, a story about mental toughness that uh, can kind of help kick us off. Well, first of all, uh, I wrote a book (laughs) called The New Golf Mind. The New Golf Mind. And it was uh, the only book ever written up to that point on how the left brain and the right brain work differently. Uh, one is the analyzer. You look at the situation. Uh, this is a 500-yard par 5, or this is a 160-yard par 3. I'm going to need this club, uh, so on and so forth. You, the wind is blowing from the right. Let's see, yes, and uh, oh, there's a bunker over here, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's called your analyzer. Then you have the what the integrator part, left brain and right brain here, and uh, this this one is the one that has got to keep you focused and on track for what you're about to do, and that's why I, I try to work with people uh, so much in, in the golf world to do something that works in every part of their life, and that is called habituation. You get so that you get a habit. Good. The difference between usually a successful life and an unsuccessful life is the difference between a person who has good habits and does them. If it's a habit, means you do it regularly, very regularly, or person who has bad habits. So in golf, being able to uh, instead of trying this one time and trying that another time. I'll give you an example. If I'm going up to hit a tee shot, for example. All right. Well, the first thing after my analyzer has taken care of all this, now the integrator goes to work and we put on, I check that grip position. As Ben Hogan once said, good golf starts with a good grip. 
And so uh, we start with a good grip. I check it out by giving it a little squeeze. And if the face doesn't change by that little squeeze, then I know when I squeeze coming down, it's going to stay the same way. We've taken the alignment from behind. I draw a little, like a line all the way back from my target, little yellow stripe or whatever, whether it's putting or whether it's chipping. And I have a little spot right out in front of me that's easy to line up to. You see, it's not hard to put your club face down if the target is only two feet away. But two feet away may be right on line with where you want to be, which could be uh, 200 yards away. So we do that as the next part of that little routine. Then I said it in my, it's, it's an old saying, we call it gas. Grip, aim, and setup. G-A-S. Grip, aim, so I've done my grip, I've done my aiming. Now I set up my body so that it is in a position that will deliver the best result from the shot I'm trying to make. And there, and the setup is different for all different shots, really. I mean, I set up much differently for my pitch shot or a shot from out of the bunker or a shot from a, a tee shot with the ball sitting up in the air as opposed to down on the ground. So uh, what it becomes, it becomes then a habit. I do it every time the same way. And I can tell you people, oh, oh, I forgot to do this, or I didn't do that, or, or, oh, I should have done this. And if you do anything in life and you do it regularly, and the habit is a good habit, you get good results from it, that is very, very important. And you see, you could kind of see when people break the routine, even yep. uh, on television. Uh, even if you're yep. out at a golf course and you're a hundred yards away, you see someone putting. If they do their setup and the, right before they putt, they kind of glance up to the side. You see that head work. Yep. On, you know they just they've got a peak. Look at the cup, and yeah. uh, right before the you could say he missed it, and sure enough, he'll miss it. Uh, <laughs> well. I thought one of the great ones was years ago we had we had the big three, uh, Palmer, Player, Nicholas, but there was a fourth. His name was Billy Casper, and he was one great golfer. And, uh, over a couple of years, he won more tournaments than any of those three. He was that good. But Billy had a he had a routine. It was exactly the same every time. And whenever he got into his routine and something interrupted it, you know, somebody shouted or something else, he'd just walk away, go back again, take out his yardage book, look at it again, put it back, go through. It would repeat exactly the thing he had done before, step by step by step. So uh, made him very consistent. <laughs> what do you think about these, uh, you know, you've seen – the emergence over the years of all of these uh, uh, mental coaches for professionals now. And what's your take on that? Well, if they're good, it's great. And if they're not good, it's not so great. <laughs> but that's true in any kind of teacher, I guess. But uh, uh, I I'm, I support, uh, I know a lot of these um, Rotella, Bob, Bob has been in my house here, and he was one of our first really hot ones for uh, over a few years, starting a few years back, and he's helped a lot of helped a lot of people, and uh, and some there are definitely there are golfers who need it, and there are some golfers who don't need it so much. And I I would give you one example: Brooks Kepka, who's still number one, I think, maybe just dropped to two. Uh, 
he has just got a, a locked-in brain there about what he wants to do and what he's going to do, and he does not let anything outside. And did you, have you ever seen him throw a club, or have you ever seen him get bitchy about missing a pot? Have you ever seen? Nope. He just stays steady because that's the way he knows he's going to operate the best. It's hard to get angry and then still perform well in golf. That's not hard in football because it's almost helpful sometimes. The only time you need that anger helps you in golf is if you get so damn mad that you want to practice. That's about the only time. Well, when you uh, – yeah, I was going to adva- ask you about emotion and how you harness emotion, you know, from anger to depression to – uh, you know, humiliation, you know, there's a lot of humiliation on the golf course and uh, how you put that out of your mind. Uh, it relates in a sense to uh, what you were talking about working on different projects and uh, you give it everything you've got. And if it's just not going to happen, you go on to something else. What do you do to overcome that frustration and humiliation when things just uh, go up in flames? Well, uh, you put things in perspective, first of all. Uh, You get people go out and shoot one of the worst rounds they've ever had, and they just say, well, tomorrow there's another scorecard. You know, Uh, that's it. I mean, what are you going to do about it? It's history now. But the thing about being able to focus is so important. There's a great story uh, of one of our all-time best women players, that was playing in a British women's amateur for the first time in 1923. And she had a putt on the 16th hole to beat the, the, the person who'd already won the women's championship three times. So, and she was her first time that she'd ever played in it. And here she is under all this pressure, needing an eight footer, 10 footer, something like that, like that to make in order to become the champion. And the golf hole is right alongside a railroad track. And as she's approaching the putt and just sitting her putter down, this train comes roaring through. And she's over the putt for quite a while. She strokes it, knocks it in. And when they asked her afterwards, she's the champion. Everybody, well, didn't that train bother you? Her answer, what train? <laughs> what train? <laughs> I was in a cocoon of concentration. <laughs> so that some people have that ability and some do not. And so you do what you can do. But uh, the whole point of it is, is that as far as uh, developing it, it, developing a routine will really help you. And the last thing is, look, the first line of the first book I ever wrote, Larry, in 1970 in a book that sold about 100,000 copies, the first line was, golf is a game and as such is meant to be enjoyed. That's it. Bingo. So you, if you can keep it in perspective, you will be able to fight off all these bad kind of feelings because you realize it isn't that damn important. <laughs> well, and... You know, we all need these mental tools, concepts. I'll tell you this. One of the things you wrote that I heard from Lou Miller at a meeting, I didn't know he got it from you, 
but I've used it for 30 years myself. There's laws, principles, and preferences. And uh, I, I found that when I was uh, doing some research for this interview, that that, that came from you. And uh, you, you use these things to organize yourself mentally, but it's a lot like your, uh, you know, t- to kind of put you in a box and it gives you a framework to kind of make decisions. And the more information you have, the better decisions you'll make. It's kind of like you use how you've gone with the uh, teaching aids. When you have uh, things you're trying to fix in your golf swing, you know, physically you're trying to, you know, groove yep. a, a thing. Uh, you know, you can get out there and kind of beat your head against the wall yourself, or you can get a teaching aid that's designed to help you do that one particular thing, which gives you the feedback. You know, it helps you train, but it also gives you the feedback, yeah. and that can greatly accelerate your learning and allow you to get that where you're consistently doing that kind of uh, motion, that kind of response over and over, which will cause you to give the consistently better results. Uh, the same thing you yep. do physically, you need to do, you know, mentally as well. Isn't that right? You, you know, the aids are very helpful. Yeah. Uh, having a routine as far, we've just, we talked about a physical routine. Uh, you're very right. Having a, the mental routine and the, one of the mental things is to see the result before you hit the shot, picture exactly what you want to have happen. And I'll give you the best example of that. The, who has the world record for the most holes in once? Well, everybody says, thinks Art Wall or somebody had 13 or 15 or 16 or whatever, not even close. Mansell Davis from Texas had, has, got, has 53 holes in once. He was been a, he played a little bit on the tour, but he's been a good player, but he's a club pro. How in it, Mansell, can you, as I asked him, have more holes in ones than putting together Nicholas and Blair and Palmer almost together that you, you've had? And he said, Gary, he said, I don't have a great answer, except that every time I stand on the tee of a par three hole, I picture the ball going into the cup. Now, get that. That is called positive attitude, and it's not only positive attitude, it's positive picturing. So there is a good example. Yeah. And, you know, being that, that has to do with people hear things like focus and this and the other. That's where, uh, you know, some of these people that are amateur or basically useless in terms of teaching and coaching, they'll say, got to have focus. But whereas – Someone like yourself can get with, you know, who knows the game can say, here's what I mean by focus. When you're over the ball, you know, physically you do this. And then, uh, you know, you focus your physically you do this. You know, you grab the grip. Then you focus. You give it a squeeze. If it if it doesn't turn in your hand, okay, you're good there. Then you move to the next phase. But then the other deal is when you get there, what picture do you put in your mind? You picture hitting the ball yep. and it going in the cup. You know, it's the precision. Is really how you tell people who know whether it's what is such a privilege to talk to you is that you're so precise in understanding understanding how these things work but to be successful the more precise you can be it's like aiming at a bullseye the more you aim yeah. and, and lock in on that bu- actual bullseye the more likely right. you are to hit it is that right right 
Exactly. And what so many people get up to the hole and they say, don't hit it in the water <laughs> or, you know, it's always, they come the other direction. Don't hit this one out of bounds and say, whoosh, there it goes. Uh, so anyway, that's kind, that's kind of an interesting uh, uh, example of positive versus negative. And it's also, you know, uh, go one, ahead. Of, one of the things that also, Larry, we can share with a lot of these things with people is uh, simply my website, which is very simple, GaryWiron.com. And boy, it has uh, it has my collection in there. It has all kinds of teaching ideas and and speaking and whatever else. Got a lot of stuff. I'm glad you brought that up because it's just too much to cram into, uh, you know, a brief interview here. But you've given us so much time. And the thing about the visualization and all, these are ways where you face situations in life. It's not just on the golf course, but you face situations in life. The tendency of what most people do, they just naturally go to the worst. This is going to, you know, this is, you know, bad things happen to me. This is, this is going to go all downhill rather than say, okay, you know, we just took a bad hit, but how can we turn this thing around? This won't last forever. Tomorrow's a new day. Just because, just because maybe I got a lot of resistance and everything today doesn't mean I'm going to have a lot of resistance tomorrow or next week or next month. I've just got to keep pressing on with what I can control. And so much of life has to do with doing what you can right now with what you can control right now, don't you think? Yeah. You, when you start the first hole and you make a triple bogey, is your day done? No. That's only one hole. You've got to turn it around now and be positive. So that's very, very important. Yeah. I, Larry, I'm, I mentioned the website, but a lot of people do Instagram. And so if they do Instagram, just put Gary Wiring, they'll get a gift right from the, the White Ale program here. You, uh, you get the gift of coming into my home and into my uh, golf collection that's been visited by Warren Buffett and Bill Gates in here. And so you'll be able to see a lot of historical things, about 110 posts. I think you'll enjoy it very much. And stories that go with it. And that's on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, thank you for mentioning that. That's that's an exciting thing for people to move on to out of this and appreciate you taking the time, sharing a lot of this behind-the-scenes stuff and also creating such an incredible, not just resource with the website, with the Instagram, but all of these books and all of those training aids you've got, uh, you've made out there. So congratulations on all of those achievements. Looking forward to seeing you uh, in April, but uh, as we wrap this thing up, do you have a parting comment you'd like to uh, to send us all off with? Well, life is may seem like some people like it's a long journey, but it's really short. It goes by so quickly, and therefore, do not waste your time on insignificant, unproductive kinds of things that won't help yourself or other people or the world. Work on things that have a result that is good for the for the for everyone, including yourself. All right, Gary, that is uh, so so wise and uh, really 
Can't thank you enough for spending this time together, and I'll look forward to next time, look forward to having lunch with you out at Trump. Okay, thanks, Larry. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind with me, Larry Wydell. If I've helped you in any way, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. For more information like this, listen to our other Million Dollar Mastermind episodes and check out my Wydell Academy YouTube channel and visit us on WydellOnWinning.com. I'm the Million Dollar Mastermind, and until next time, go, go, go.